getting rich quickly? Now that's sexy. But what about getting rich slowly? Sound frumpy? Well, what if in the long term it turns out to be sexier and on top of that allows for investing into everything from NFTs and cryptocurrencies to more traditional assets to talk about how he's doing it, why it matters and what the future holds. We have Ben Suppet, the co-founder and CEO of Unify Money. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bankadelic, part of the NMD Plus family of podcasts based in London. And today on the podcast, we have a great friend of NMD Plus and someone who I've gotten to know because he is grounded in wisdom when a lot of the fintech world is running crazy after crypto and doing all sorts of questionable things. We need that wisdom. And that's Ben Suppet. Ben has a long history in fintech leadership. That includes roles with Samsung Pay, Fitbit Pay, and Visa. He co-founded Unify Money in 2019 and serves as its CEO. Looking forward to learning a lot on this podcast as well as hosting. Ben, welcome to Bankadelic. Thank you so much, Lou. It's a pleasure to be here and I really appreciate the opportunity to chat. Yes, absolutely. So one thing I would love to know and share with the listeners has to do with what Unify Money is. What was the impetus for starting it and what exactly are you doing? Yeah, so we are a multi-asset digital wealth management platform for community banks and credit unions. We enable today access to both passive and active investing in over 10,000 stocks and ETFs. We support trading in over 80 cryptocurrencies and we have precious metals. Our vision is to be the Amazon of digital wealth management. Ultimately, anything and everything that you can invest in through a mobile app or web browser, as long as it's compliant, as long as the tech is accessible and the economics work for everyone in the value chain, we would consider integrating it into our platform and making it available to our clients and through them to end consumers. The genesis of the idea was that whilst fintech has done an amazing job in optimizing individual elements of the overall financial ecosystem, it's actually made it more hard, not less, to manage your money. It's not atypical now to have 10 or 15 separate apps on your phone to manage your money. And literally no one can really manage that degree of complexity. So we wanted to bring back simplicity to money management. And we felt the best way to do that was by integrating both your banking and your investing into a single interface. And when you mentioned all those ETFs that are available, all those cryptocurrencies that are out there, and I know I have roughly a half dozen apps on my phone that allow me to directly manage my money, it can be a huge tangle. So this is really a service that is sorely needed here. Yeah, the idea is that if you look at the mass affluent consumers in the US, the banked consumers, the vast majority of them can afford to and should 
be investing, but most don't. The average age for starting to save for retirement is 32. Less than 30% of people are invested in the stock market directly. And even crypto, you know, despite its massive media presence, you're only talking about 15 to 20% of the population that have actually invested. So what we're trying to solve for is increasing the amount of people that are directly engaging, actively engaging in their long-term wealth management journey. And we think that by partnering with community banks and trusted financial institutions, that is the best way to reach those consumers, make the functionality available to them, and provide them with the incentives and support and education to get them to actually adopt the behaviors that will see them to a long-term, more comfortable retirement. I love that notion of education and behaviors. You and I were talking off mic about the enormous crash of TerraUSD and Luna. There were a lot of people who were assuming they would get rich quick. Crypto and Bitcoin in particular establishes within some less disciplined people this notion of FOMO and, I mean, salivation. Oh, it's had 1,000x return over however many years, but the crash of Luna in turn influenced Bitcoin and there was a crash there. You have some traditional financial advice and wisdom that backs up or undergirds what people should be doing with crypto. Explain to us how you regard crypto in terms of overall holdings and a unified money philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. So I read something that really stuck in my mind, which was that you should be very scared when anyone says that it's different this time because it never is. And in the history of financial services, we go through these cycles of exuberance. And you know the classic one is the tulip mania. I don't think there's anything different today. New asset classes do come. Some are real and long-term. Some are bubbles. There is a cyclical nature to many investment asset classes. And the defense against that and the approach to that and the philosophy that we subscribe to is very much the get rich slowly philosophy, not the get rich quick. So there are always some people in the get rich quick philosophy who actually win. And those are the ones you hear about, but the vast majority do not. What we believe is that in the get rich slowly philosophy, the probability of winning or coming out in front is almost guaranteed. Nothing is ever guaranteed. But if you look at the history of the stock market, it's delivered in excess of 10% returns every year for over 100 years. But the variability within years has been very high. So long-term investing, dollar cost averaging, saving as much as you can, and investing that into a low-cost, highly diversified fund is very foundational to the Get Rich Slowly philosophy. So that's why our foundational product is a robo-product. It's very low cost. It's highly diversified. We have tools that enable passive investing. So you don't have to do the manual labor that would otherwise be necessary to dollar cost average effectively over 10, 20, 30 years. Now, there is a role for cryptocurrencies. There is a role for alternative assets in general. And definitely diversification is important. And we subscribe to the sort of 90-10 rule. 90% of your investing should be very boring, very systematic. And the 5 to 10% is where you can afford to take higher risks. You can invest in what you think you know. You can invest in your hobbies. You can invest in higher risk assets. But you should do so with the very clear knowledge that there is a very high risk you may lose that money and you should be able to afford to do so. That's not the right philosophy for everyone, but it's, we feel, the right philosophy for most people most of the time, and it's the one that we subscribe to. 
The other role, the sort of less scientific role for alternative assets is that they're way more interesting. You know, dollar cost averaging, saving for a pension, it's not very interesting. Very difficult to sell a pension to a 25-year-old because they think they're going to live forever. And a deferred goal that may be 20 or 30 years in the future is a really hard thing to imagine for anyone. But the beauty about many of the new alternative asset categories, things like fractional wine, fractional farmland, you can invest in sneakers on a fractional basis, you can invest in art, collectibles, sports memorabilia. These things are inherently interesting and people are motivated and engaged by them. You also could mention in the category of things you just ran off, vintage guitars and amplifiers, (laughs) which I am a collector of. And the buy and hold strategy that Warren Buffett loves so much really applies to those assets as well, because 30 years from now, after a lot of these amps and guitars wind up in the tip accidentally or are broken in half, the ones that still exist are going to be rare. And hopefully, well, that's what I'm depending on, (laughs) worth more in value. The example I normally use with bankers is golf, for obvious reasons. And you can now invest in one of Tiger Woods, I think it's one of his practice putters. And that always gets a smile, gets the bankers sitting up in their chair, because it's something that a very high proportion of them are really interested in. And then that shows them that, you know, I could be waffling on about ETFs and share classes and things like that. But when you mention golf and the ability to invest in Tiger Woods Golf Club for $10, that gets them engaged. And that's the whole point is that even if you're not interested in investing, you're probably interested in something that you can invest in. And that's a really good way to catalyze people to think about and engage in their wealth management journey. Indeed. And we do have somewhat on the opposite side of the fence, traditionally speaking anyway, credit unions and community banks, which are very stalwart institutions. But investing in crypto and investing in general are things that are changing quickly. The reality is changing. And with that comes compliance challenges. What do you see as some of the things that are perhaps impeding progress or that these banks need to be aware of and tackle head on as they move forward? I would say there's two schools of thought that I experience. One is that compliance is a great reason not to do anything, compliance and risk, I should say. And the other school of thought is that compliance is a framework in which to embed and drive innovation. And that's the one that we subscribe to. The whole management team at Unify Money are all very experienced individuals who spend between 20 and 30 years working in highly regulated business, whether that's banking, investing, payments, etc. So we're not naive to the need for and role of compliance and risk management. We consider it a asset and we consider it a framework for responsible innovation. And the way we're doing that is that we are investing substantially in creating opinion pieces, thought leadership, content frameworks, process that will enable those more progressive banks who really subscribe to the view that compliance and risk is a natural part of innovation, as opposed to a reason not to do any. And we provide them with a large amount of support and access to compliance professionals, not necessarily internally to us, but also externally who we work with to provide them with the information they need to move forward with confidence. So we've actually stepped up a entire resource center for clients. And that includes a very detailed due diligence and compliance playbook. 
we have also conducted our own risk self-assessment. It was done by a third party. And the idea here is that rather than rely on each financial institution from scratch to look at this quite new market and solve for the compliance due diligence and risk review themselves, we can hopefully answer most, if not all, of the questions up front by doing it centrally with experienced external advisors. Now, switching gears for a second, Robinhood, you and I talked off mic about Robinhood, and that has been a huge magnet for Gen Z and millennial investors. It can make investing fun on the one hand, but on the other hand, so much of what's going on there can be casino-like and even diametrically opposed to get rich slowly, which is the unified money philosophy. How do you face the challenge of trying to introduce that and make that attractive to that Gen Z and millennial demographic set? Yeah, so it's very much to do with our approach of having a bundled offering and having a broad portfolio of investment platforms. If you are only offering crypto, your objective is to push people to do more crypto. If you're only offering commission-free trading of stocks and ETFs, your mission is to get more people to do that type of behavior. By having a more holistic approach, and for us, the absolute foundation is the passive investing, the robo-investing platform, very diversified, very low cost. You can passively invest. That for us is foundational. Everyone has a different risk profile. Everyone has a different interest, people's interest and engagement in different asset classes or different investment strategies changes over time. We want to make sure we always offer the choice of the robo, the passive investing, whilst also offering access to all the things they want to do. We want to ensure that if you are banking with one of our clients, you get access to all of the things you want to do in investing through a single platform. We're not forcing you to create accounts with third-party providers to move money from your financial institution out into the world. And most of those funds and those deposits are never coming back. We want to be able to serve you in a very integrated way as part of your banking relationship. And one of the interesting things we've noticed, we were selected for the ICBA ThinkTech Accelerator Program, and we talked to probably 60, 70 banks. And one of the things that really surprised me was how many of them are tracking the capital flight that they observe every single month into third-party apps like Coinbase and Robinhood. Whilst you know, many bankers may see the debate about crypto and digital wealth management as being rather esoteric and separate from their business, it becomes extremely real extremely quickly when they start tracking the deposits that they're losing every month. And the growth of that is absolutely extraordinary. We offer a defense against that because when our customers liquidate a holding, those funds automatically go back into the bank's DDA. Whereas if it goes to Coinbase or Robinhood, it's in Coinbase and Robinhood's interest to keep those funds on their platform, which is why they've all launched banking services and debit cards. So that really brings it home to everyone when their core business is effective, as it is, whether they like it or not, consumers are engaging in these behaviors outside of their environment. What if we could get them to engage in those behaviors inside an environment in a way that encourages them to be systematic and with great intent, with equal accessibility to foundational products like robo-investing, as well as more esoteric asset classes like crypto and others. It's so fabulous that you've got that combination. And in an era of democratization, unification, and 
integrity of investments. You're really hitting all the high notes here. Ben, so great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Lou. It's been great to chat. Appreciate it. Ben Sapit is the co-founder and CEO of Unify Money. He is based in the San Francisco Bay Area. Be sure to look for Ben on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic. Sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q U O N. T-I-C-Bank.com. Okay, this just in from the Bankadelic Letters and Battleship Repair Department. Dear Lou, you're always teasing your guests that you can come up with better business ideas than the ones that they present. Why not do it this week with Unify Money? Well, I hate to say it. I'm kind of out of ideas. Or maybe not. Unify Dough is the investment platform where your money goes up, up, and away, and never comes back. Our investment philosophy is easy peasy. Buy high, sell low. Get into the fear of missing out and invest in cryptocurrencies based on cute names like Snickerdoodle Coin and Corgi Coin. Will you make money at Unify Dough? not unless you short yourself but even then our platform will strong arm you into putting it all on sneakers at the craps table so go ahead be a winner at losing with unifly dough where your dollar takes swing forever and now bankadelic presents three bullseyes Number one. 
in optimizing individual elements of the overall financial ecosystem, it's actually made it more hard, not less, to manage your money. It's not atypical now to have 10 or 15 separate apps, and literally no one can really manage that degree of complexity. Number two. In the Get Rich Slowly philosophy, the probability of winning or coming out in front is almost guaranteed. Nothing is ever guaranteed. But if you look at the history of the stock market, it's delivered in excess of 10% returns every year for over 100 years. Number three. You know, many bankers may see the debate about crypto and digital wealth management as being rather esoteric and separate from their business. It becomes extremely real extremely quickly when they start tracking the deposits that they're losing every month. And the growth of that is absolutely extraordinary. And now, Lose Views. Today on the podcast, Ben Soppet of Unify Money talked about Get Rich Slowly. It doesn't seem like a message that's fit for our times if you believe in FOMO and investments that take off like a rocket. But the reality, (laughs) the only reality, as Ben mentioned, is if you go back over 100 years, stocks and other traditional investments combined into a smart portfolio average a 10% annual return, which is fabulous when you factor in compound interest, dividends, and steady investment over time. So why is this hard to sell, especially to Gen Z and millennials? Well, it's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, Robinhood and other non-traditional investment platforms have made the activity of investment accessible and fun. But the flip side is that there's not much investor education. There's a lot of chasing after gold. And to top it all off, certain stocks, GameStop being a particular example, have been elevated artificially through the roof. That to me is not quite responsible and it's not quite where we want the next generation of investors to be. That's not just a scold or preaching. It's a fact that the principles proven over time work and they do create the very wealth that generations current and future want to pursue. As Ben said, it's really time to get that message out there to help people analyze and structure their behaviors and provide the kind of education that leads to a solid financial foundation. Here's hoping that we can all do our part. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker Hire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and someday on my Vaudeville YouTube channel. ring a ding 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 Until next time. So long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.